Greetings everybody and welcome back to episode 73 and 74 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I am your wonderfully bodacious host, Lily Sion, and you know how we do it. Whenever I don't have time to do an episode, I don't delay it. I do two episodes at the same time. <laughs> um, and... and I've said this before, but it's mostly just for me to keep a hold of my schedule because it just so happens that my schedule for episode episode releases are kind of perfect relating to the year and, you know, you know what I mean. I'm not getting into it. But anyway, welcome everybody to today's episode. Um, I have a little bit of a, of a thing to talk about before we get into it. And, and I will say there's not very much today. I know it's like two episodes in one. But it's really not. I'm kind of, I'm kind of cheaping out on you. I think a little bit this time around. There really is not very much to talk about today. Um, mostly because a lot of the things in like the late December are all like holiday and Christmas stuff that like I'm not going to talk about anymore because it's it's not relevant anymore. It's January. <laughs> Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, first uh, first uh, episode of EvoCast in, in 2022. Monumental occasion. I'm happy about it. It would still be the first episode of 2022 because I think it, the episode I was going to release was going to be like two days after, two days before Christmas, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you have a, hope you had a great year, first of all, and also a great transition into the year. Um, but with, with the new year, um, I, I want to, I want to talk about a couple things. First of all, I do want to say, I want to apologize. Not that I necessarily have to, but I want to, for my own sake, uh, for last week's, ep- for last episode, I don't feel like it was very good. I don't feel like it was in, in nearly up to par with my other episodes than it was, than, you know, that, than it, than it could have been, I think. Um, I was stressed out. It was the end of the year. I was trying to get it out before I go home, get one home for the holidays. I apologize, but I hope you can understand where I'm coming from. Uh, this episode, I'm in much brighter spirits. I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Uh, so if, if you were disappointed with last week's, last episode, I keep saying last week, if you were disappointed with last episode, let this one be a sort of a, a revival. Um, because I, first of all, I don't feel like I gave, I don't think, I don't feel like I had an enthusiasm that I nearly always do. And like, you know, I don't always have to, but I definitely feel like with this podcast, there comes some level of enthusiasm that I should show and have. Um, but I also do not think that my thoughts about BDSP were talked about nearly as well as I should, as, as they could have been. It definitely was, I think, a, a big thing that made me sort of realize that last, ep- last episode wasn't very good was the stats. I have the stats on who, you know, how many people listen to the episodes and where and, you know, compared to last episodes. And, you know, I, I will be honest with this information. It didn't do very well. And I can attribute that also to, I think, the holiday time. I don't think episodes nearly do very well on the, around the holidays because who has time to listen to podcasts on Christmas? Nobody is the answer to that question. Um, but you know, and of course I know what you're probably thinking. Who? It doesn't matter. You know, like I, I'm thinking too hard about this, but as someone who is doing this for 
myself and others i'm doing i'm not you know i'm just doing this because it's fun i'm doing this because i'm i'm i enjoy talking about pokemon for people uh but i'm doing this podcast for the entertainment of people and i want to make sure that the entertainment of people is the highest that it can be and when i when i don't when i'm not in very good spirits even in like a messy time where i skipped an episode because of finals and because of bdsp not you know me not finishing in a time because of finals i really was just not in a good headspace and you know that's not good i want i don't want i don't want that to be what this podcast is all about i want it to just be I want it to be the highest quality that it can be because it means that I get to entertain the high, as many people as I can. So if you are an avid regular listener to this podcast, I apologize. And also I thank you for listening to this podcast. You know, I, I not to be sappy in the first four minutes of the episode, but like I, you know, I really appreciate everyone who comes and listens to this podcast. I put a lot of heart and soul into it. I do it, you know, I do it as much as I can to the best I can. Uh, and it really, really means a lot that I can look at my mistakes and do better. So, and and it also means a lot that people come and listen to this podcast. Anyway, let's move on. Today, I am going to be talking about BDSP again. I'm going to be talking about what I said last time, which was I'm going to be talking about the post-game, things that I have not experienced beforehand, which is exciting, new. I'm not just going to be talking about it as a remake. I'm going to be talking about new information, uh, maybe new, maybe not new information to you, but new information to me. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, I, that's a joke, but like, there really is not that many things to say today. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter one, I think. I don't really think I have both too much to say in terms of things beforehand and also things to say about BDSP, you know, because I'm covering such a small part of the game. Anyway. Let's let's get moving on. Um, last thing before I start, I do want to say that I will be talking about Pokemon Evolutions and uh, like those those Poketoon things that are, that like I had no idea existed until I saw some people posting screenshots on Twitter of like the most recent one. It it's like another little short collection, and I'm thinking what I might start doing is just like if I don't have anything to talk about I'm going to be doing like uh, like one episode each you know something like that I don't know but I will be talking about them soon probably next episode because it it actually works out perfectly I'm not I don't think I'm going to have another BDSP incident where the games are going to come out like right before an episode is supposed to come out and like I don't want to I don't want to you know do the episode before I play it the game Legends Arceus are is going to come out like the day after an episode is supposed to come out. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to release next episode as usual, not talking about Legends Arceus, and then the next episode will hopefully be just like the le, the Legends Arceus episode, which I'm going to be playing that game nonstop. At, you know with, that school will allow me to, <laughs> but I'm going to be playing. I can assure you, I'm going to be playing that game nonstop. I'm so excited. Oh my god, it's so soon. It I cannot believe that game is coming out as soon as it is, but wow. Oh my god. Um I'm not going to be streaming it. I'm going to be playing it on my own time. Just uh just you know, 
uh, I don't have time to to stream it or do anything other than covering it in this episode. So just or in in this podcast. So just like BDSP, I'm just going to be playing it on my own time, so I can really play it to my heart's content, not worry about scheduling things like that, um, and just play the game, enjoy it, and then talk my heart out about it. So that's what's coming up soon with this podcast: Evolutions, Poketoons, and then obviously Legends Arceus when it comes out. But we're not there yet, are we? We still got stuff today to talk about. We still got BDSP to talk about. So let's get a move on. Uh, so there was a... Oh, this is interesting. So there was a um, an orchestrated performance. So this is coming from Serebii. Thank you, Serebii. Every Most of my news comes from Serebii, by the way. Um... Pokemon Company are now are to show a special orchestrated performance of the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl soundtrack on YouTube at 9 UTC. Okay, this is already ha- this has already happened. This will include various tracks from the games, including Cynthia's theme, who recently won a poll on the official Twitter account for favorite theme from the games. The performance will last five minutes and fifty-two seconds. So it it so that was like the twenty-third of December, and then it came out the next day on Christmas Eve. Um to commemorate it and and uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearls launch, a special five minute and fifty two second performance of some of the music from the game was released. So it's I watched it. It is what it's exact a five minute and fifty two second performance uh, of just like orchestrated BDSP or Diamond and Pearl stuff. There's Cynthia's theme. There's like the 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 uh, the title screen theme, and it's like official. You know, it's like official orchestrated. It's really really nice to hear with like you know. Uh, obviously, um, <laughs> with, with BDSP soundtrack being meaty, not like orchestrated, um, it's nice to hear some, some updated orchestrated, uh, you know, music from the game, which, you know, we're going to get our fill of in Legends Arceus. I'm not really worried about that because Legends Arceus is obviously super based on Sinnoh. So I'm not worried about like the music not being up to par, but um, this is, you know, it's a nice little treat. It, you should go watch it if you if you haven't already. It's on the uh, the Japanese Pokemon Twitter account, I think. Is this just the Japanese Pokemon Twitter account? I th- yes. Yeah, it, this is just the, the Japanese Pokemon Twitter account. I'm sure you can find it. I It might be on the American Pokemon Twitter or, or YouTube account. Did I say Twitter? I definitely said Twitter. Let me look at the uh, the Pokemon account. Just looking up Pokemon doesn't actually bring up the official Pokemon. No, okay, so it's not on the you the American one. The the sorry, the English one definitely should not have said American. The the English Pokemon uh, YouTube channel. It's only on the Japanese one. But if again, if you go to Serebii, you go to the uh, December twenty twenty one news, then you'll find it there. With the release of the uh, orchestrated you know back the music uh there was a something called the pokemon dp sound library um which it allows for you to listen to all 149 songs from the original pokemon diamond or pearl for free as well as listen to set playlists you have the ability to download the music as long as it's not used for as long as it's not used for profit it also provides downloads of sheet music for the following themes route 201 lake and battle wild Pokemon. The website is region locked to Japan, which if you have, you can just use a VPN. I'm sure. Um, clicking on the link doesn't br- it's, it brings me to an error. Um, 
request blocked, I assume that it's still up. I assume it's just because of the of the of the Japan lock. So if you have a VPN or if you want to look at the Pokemon DP Sound Library, uh, you can use a VPN to access it. So you can download like all of the Pokemon the music from Pokemon Diamond or Pearl for free. I assume they'll be in Japanese, like the titles and stuff will be in Japanese, but still that's if you like if you like listening to to Pokemon music, then there you go. You could you could download them. Pretty cool. I hope they'll do this in the future and also not lock it to Japan. <laughs> Pokemon Go for the new year for 2022. They've decided to treat us. They're giving us a a a, a morsel of of a gift. Not that Pokemon Go hasn't been good to us before, but so we're getting a community day. Obviously, for January, uh, and it is of feel, which is uh, interesting. They're going back to just like some random Hoenn Pokemon. I'm not really sure why. I haven't been following with the um, like the the pattern. I assume they're just doing the same thing they've always done. I mean, they're doing feel. I don't think they're they're not in Hoenn mode anymore. They're pat way past Hoenn mode. So maybe they're just doing feel because it's like a ice. <laughs> winter i have no idea but says niantic have announced the next pokemon go community day on january 16th we'll focus on feel uh what is the oh it's uh it will also give out the moves icicle sphere and powder snow to wall rain so any any community day that you or any any feel that you catch on community day of course will have an increased shiny chance or it can be shiny uh Increase shiny chance as well, and uh, it will have icicle, icicle spear, and powder snow. But not only that, they're also doing a special community day called a community day classic. Uh, it's it's technically just like an event, uh, but it's called community day classic. Back to Bulbasaur. Uh, it's on January second. So like a couple, like a week after the, uh, about after the community day and the, this feel one and it features Bulbasaur, uh, and V and, and like, it's like the same as a n normal community day. Venusaur gets frenzy plant. Uh, there's like a special research for a dollar. So, you know, there, it, it's like the same as any other community day. You get the same rewards. They could be shiny. It's just like another, it's just like another community day. I think they're running out of ideas. They're running out of Pokemon to do it with. Hence why they're just like doing Sfield. And they're like, oh, we can just like do Bulbasaur again. <laughs> like we, it's like, oh, we can just do Bulbasaur, but again, you know, it's not, it, it's not that deep. Who, who cares? Uh, but like, I imagine that this is going to be somewhat of like a test. I don't think that they've done this before. I don't, I think I would have, I would have, I would have remembered and I would have seen if they did this before. Uh, but like, if this is something that they're doing that's new, then they're probably just testing it out and seeing what's, what's, what's going on. Seeing if, see if people like this, people who, who missed the Bulbasaur. I mean, like you could just kind of get every Pokemon that you missed before uh, in the December community day, but you know, it gives, it's like specific shout outs just to Pokemon that have already run. Bulbasaur was of course, I believe the first community day. Was it? I think I, I guess I should probably look this up. I'm going to look this up right now, because if so, then I imagine that they're going to just do they're going to just cycle back through. OK, no. Pikachu is the first one and Dratini was the second one. And then Bulbasaur was the third one. Bulbasaur was the third one. So they're not starting from scratch, but 
you know, they're they're doing it again. We will just have to see if that is something that they are doing in the future. Pokemon Go is also having an event called Mountains of Power, and I don't know what to expect from the name. I assume there will be uh, large piles of power, perhaps even mountains. The event, uh, Mountains of Power event, and is due to run from January 7th, so tomorrow as of recording, or yeah, no, Friday as of recording this, January 7th to January 13th. Uh, and introduces Mega Area Dactyl. Oh, I see. And Shiny Slugma into the game. Oh, it's it's a part of the Heritage, which I uh, I can't remember. Season of Heritage is the is that the Legends Arceus like collaboration? I don't remember what that is. <laughs> Hold on, I can probably I I literally talked about it last time, but I'm not gonna remember every single one. What is the season of heritage? Season of heritage. Um. Oh no! It no. It's just like it's just like that thing where they do different, like regions have different Pokemon, or like different Pokemon for different times of the year. It's just like a, a really long event in huge quotations. But uh, this part, it's part of the event. It's part of the season of heritage event. Uh, and it introduces Mega Aerodactyl and Shiny Slugma into the game. Cool. That, so again, that is from January 7th to January 13th. So not that long. Like a week, I think. Exactly. So get it while you can. Pokemon Masters EX. Oh, okay. I'm actually really excited to talk about this one. They Pokemon Masters EX went and just dropped like the biggest, like the coolest trailer of all time. Just like for no reason. Uh, let me find this. It's, it was in December. Again, not going to be talking about too many things in December. After what we already talked about. Here we go. It's Pokemon Masters EX has announced the Sinnoh arc of the villain story, uh, including the coming, vi- coming villain prelude event with the addition of Cynthia and Giratina as a sync pair, starting December 27th. So it's it's been going on for a little while. Um, there's a new thing called the legendary gauntlet uh, on january 20th and you will face legendary arenas in a row to get new lucky cookies so they added like a, a insane trailer uh for pokemon masters and it was just like cynthia has this like new dress where she looks like giratina and there's like a choir in the background singing the the uh, her theme and it's like she's got like you know huge Garatina coming up from the shadows behind her it's it's crazy like please go and watch this if you haven't already it's it's insane she looks like an evil character I don't know is she gonna be the villain I don't think she's gonna be the villain because it also shows like Cyrus and Team Galactic and stuff like the commanders but like she she she's even more scary than she was before and with cynthia that is for sure saying something like my god girl she's got too much power go and watch this trailer if you haven't already it's just on the the official pokemon youtube channel it's called team galactic invades pazio it's it's crazy it's not like i don't play this game but i'm like i'm hype about it just because it's like what it adds to 
the Pokemon lore is that Cynthia is more powerful than ever before. And I think that that's something that's that's a monumental occasion. Hey, also, it's New Year's. Uh, Pokemon Masters EX also has a little bit of a New Year's celebration going on. Uh, where is this? I assume it's in January. Um, here we go. The New Year and New Friends event has begun in Pokemon Masters EX. It runs until January 18th, um, and it has Volkter and Electivire and Sabrina and Chingling as new uh, sync pairs. What is it? What, what's... What is this all about? I'm going to look at the page for this. The New Year New Friends event is an event based around the trainers of Pazio celebrating the New Year. You know, I don't, I could have, uh, could have gotten that from the name. It's just like, it's just like any other event. There's new battles. There's new dialogue and stuff. It's cool. New, uh, new sync pairs though, with, with new costumes. It seems they look like Volkner is dressed up like Electrovire and Sabrina is wearing a, a, a cute little dress. Sort of, in, sort of inspired by Chingling. She doesn't look like a Chingling, but she's kind of, kind I guess inspired. I don't really know. Volkner's just straight up wearing like an Electivire costume. Not really, but it looks like it. He looks like an Electivire Gajinka that you would see on like Tumblr. You know, Sabrina's just here. She's just got her Chingling. Nothing special. Just a you know, just a just a little New Year's event. Pokemon Unite for once doesn't have like a bajillion things uh happening at once there's not like 40,000 new pokemon unite things coming out there was a little bit of a celebration um from january what was that january 1st to january 4th you could play every single pokemon in pokemon unite i didn't i didn't see that until just now um but i mean you know there is a little bit there's a couple things uh dragonite is playable sort of we you know we already sort of talked about him but he's out he's he's doing stuff he came out since we uh since we last talked about it and of course you know i say that pokemon unite didn't have like a bajillion things but they added like forty thousand new hollowware <laughs> and i'm gonna look this up i have a list but i want to see them they always add just like a bajillion amounts of haul i don't they add so much hollowware they also added something called premium hollowware which i think is like Special Hollowware that only premium people can get? I'm going to look at this. What is this? What is this? Premium Hollowware? Oh, it's like the, the, the ones you get from the uh, the Battle Pass. Right, all right. Yeah, I, I guess it is technically Premium Hollowware. Um, okay, well, we can look at these after. There is a new Premium Hollowware, but there is uh, just some new Normal Hollowware, which, of course, is sort of a new segment here on on evocast called uh the hollower speed round name patent pending i'm not i'm not sure if i'm going to keep that or not but for now it you know it, it does its purpose the hollower speed round we have zero or a power plant style uh where he is just kind of in like a like a worker's costume it's cute it's or he's he's wearing an orange jumpsuit <laughs> um checkered style nine tails which sylveon is i think the only one to have a checkered style let me find her not really much of a speed round but here she is yeah she's just wearing like a little green checkered dress cute um holiday pokemon for dra holiday hollowware holiday hollow you know it's worth a try uh holiday hollowware for dragonite Blastoise, Garchomp, Gardevoir, and Mamoswine. And I believe it's literally just them wearing, like, Santa hats. Yep. 
Mammoth Swine, he's just wearing a Santa hat. Dragonite, he's wearing a Santa hat. Uh, he's wearing like a like a bow on his chest. How daring today, aren't we? Uh, Pikachu, Christmas hat. Who else? Blastoise, literally just a Santa hat. Gardevoir, let me guess. A Santa hat. Yep, <laughs> not just Santa hat. Is that it? Yep, no, Garchomp. Yep, just a Santa hat. Well, you know, at least Dragonite had something special. He's got like a, he's got like a, a belt. Um, and then finally, there is, or not finally, last but not, second before finally, there is Tuxedo Style for Blastoise. Oh my god, I just, I just saw these. Sorry, Tuxedo Style for Slowbro, he's got like a top hat. He's wearing a tuxedo, a blue bow tie. They know exactly what these Pokemon need for skins. Um, Blastoise, I forgot. I forgot it's in order. Pokemon Pokedex order. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so fancy. They're all wearing different like different tuxedo outfits. Greedent. Greedent is such a tuxedo wearing Pokemon. Where is he? Is he on here? There he is. Oh my God, he's even got like a strap around his his tail, like a like a like a fancy strap. Oh my god, it's cute. And finally, uh they have a premium hollowware for uh, uh the Absol, I almost said Arceus. Absol, which is the dark suit style. Not to be confused with the tuxedo style. It's dark because he's edgy. He's a he's a he's a dark type Pokemon. Um so okay, Absol is wearing an extremely fancy suit with like cuffs, stripes, you know, that is like a, that is a, that is a, a choice suit. Um, and he's got like bling. He's got like a, like a, like a jeweled necklace on. Um, and he has like a, like a cowboy hat almost. Uh, but the side of the head where like his, his scythe is coming out of his side of his head, it's like the, the side of the hat is put up. So he's not, so he doesn't hit him. So he doesn't like, so we can wear it. The attention to detail is impeccable. I have to, I have to accommodate them for that. It's, it's really cool. Actually. I really like it. He's always oh, even got like frills in the back. Oh my God. That went, it's been a while since I've actually just like sit, sat here and looked at these. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, the cook style for Snorlax is a premium one. So it's ones that you get from the battle pass. Oh, same with the, with the adept Machamp. Oh, that sucks. I kind of wanted that one. These are, they're called, they're premium, which I think, which means, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can only get them from the battle pass or in exchange for special tickets. That sucks. They also, I think the, the premium hollowware, I think also like affect the, um, affect like your moves and stuff. They like, they, they change. Cause like the, the, um, there was one of them. I forget which one it was. They affect what your moves look like for the life of me. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember which one that I saw. I saw one in just like some random video where someone had like a, a, a special costume and it changed what the, what their, like what their unite moves look like. Uh, and I, and I, and I don't remember which one it is. I apologize. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Some really good hollowware this time around, uh, you know, maybe other than the, the, the holiday style, but you know, they, they have to add some, like some, some basic ones, you know, some like not super great uh hollowware they have they always have to do that that's just sort of what they do in games you gotta you gotta have like the rares 
as opposed to like the epics or the legendaries, you know, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Anyway, that is it for today. Goodbye. No, kidding. Uh, that is it for the news. That's that's everything. I told you there really wasn't anything. I mean, I talk like the podcast has been going for half an hour and a third of that was just me talking about like plants and apologizing. <laughs> so that's how you know that there's like not much going on. Um, but it is a, a, a wonderful time for me to for me to start talking about the merch, the merch. I love talking about the merch. So we do have a lot of good stuff with the merch this time around. Um, there is a, the mo- 99% of my merch, uh, comes from the Pokey Jungle at Pokey Jungle, uh, Twitter account. They pretty much keep me and everyone else updated on new merch, new plushies, everything like that. E- even like giveaways and stuff, you know, I'm not like sponsored by them or anything. Um, but they are a fantastic, fantastic source of like new merch, new, new, news pretty much Cerebi's good better for news but pokey jungle is really good for just like merch uh and i that's where i get my stuff so you know 99 percent of the things i talk about today will and ever pretty much on this podcast will be covered by my pokey jungle so you can always you can always check those out for links um or you can probably just search them up it depends so we are getting new uh figures of cynthia uh, there is, um, it's, it's, it's skill figure, not skill, not skill figures. Oh my God. Figures of Togekiss, Roserade, Spiritomb, and Gastrodon, which if you've played Diamond or Pearl PDSP, you know, that's, those are all on Cynthia's team. Um, as well as Cynthia and her Garchomp, um, will go up on premium Bandai Japan. And, oh, they're very high quality. I really, really like them. Cynthia looks. Oh, actually, no. Wow, it was it was just the compression. Cynthia looks fantastic. These figures are really well done. Like actually, these look like almost like Nendoroid um, quality. Oh, and Lucario. Oh, Lucario. Okay, Lucario is coming next month apparently. So these. So again, most of the things I talk about on here are from Japan. Unfortunately, Japan gets a lot more Pokemon merch than we do <laughs> over here in everywhere but japan um but you can always use other things to to get to get like to get things from japan shipped to you like things like mecha japan mecha jp uh is one that i've heard of that's like really good for um getting things shipped there's plenty of services i think you know you can always get things shipped from japan it's a little difficult you might have to spend a little more money but like some of this merch some of this pokemon merch is choice not locked in Japan, though, fortunately, are new um, silver charms. There, I've talked about a lot of these in the past, but there are, oh, again, they're pandering to me, I swear. They're really pandering to me. There is um, new silver charms of Sylveon, Leafeon, and Glaceon. $55? Okay, I was considering buying this, but... $55. Oh man. I just I just remembered. I forgot to buy that uh that like Piplup phone thing. I talked about it last time on, on last episode. I forgot to buy it. Well, I'm not going to worry about that right now. But yeah. So there are new um Sterling Silver Charms. Uh they're in the the US and Canadian Pokémon Center. I assume the UK too, considering the UK is like 
UK Pokemon Center is a thing now. I don't know. PokeJungle just says US Canadian. That might just be what they're defaulting to. They might. For my European listeners, uh, take everything I say with a grain of salt. They might not be there. (laughs) Uh, But there is Pokemon Jewelry Charms, Glaceon, and Sylveon and Levion. The cool beauty of Glaceon comes to your favorite charm bracelet or necklace chain with this gleaming chain, gleaming charm featuring a fun dangling design. Features an icy blue crystal. What? what? Where? Oh, at the top. That's cool. Um, it's a Pokemon Center original. What are the What do the other ones say? Do they each have like their own special little descriptions for? Features a pink crystal for Sylveon. The heartwarming friendship of Sylveon. What is, what's Levion say? They, wow, they even have customized little just blurbs about them. The verdant beauty of Levion. You know, good good choice of wording. But yeah, anyway, those are available. You know, I, I, I want to mention, um, I was just worried about being too loud <laughs> in my dorm. Um... Because, you know, I, I'm in college. I live in a dorm. Um, and I was like, oh, what? it's because it's late. I'm recording this really late. I'm like, oh, what if, what if, what if someone hears, you know, there's obviously like a, I'm not, you know, if I'm like screaming at three in the morning, which it is right now, pe- you know, people are going to be like mad at me because I'm, they're trying to sleep. Um, but it is actually a winter intercession right now. I had to take a winter, I had to take a winter intercession. Um, so I'm taking a class over my winter break essentially I, I like i went home for the holidays which are great by the way thank you for asking um and i went home for only a couple only a couple days like like a week and a half less than i normally would have um which sucks obviously you don't need you don't need me to tell you that um and i came back so I, and so and i was like oh i'm worried about being too loud i'm like 99% sure i'm like the only person like three rooms around me both like you know next to me and also above and below that's here for the winter session winter intercession so i'm not, i can probably be as loud as i want which is good for when later i'm going to be screaming about um bdsp just reenacting the pain that i had catching heat ran in like a hundred balls that's not true anyway moving on next merch is okay this is a little bit of a weird one um because it technically also falls into plentiful plushies because there's like a bunch of plushies in this one, but don't worry about it. So there's what is so I'm what is this? <laughs> I've, obviously, I know more than you do. Um, it's like a Shinx collection. What is what is this? There's no. It's just a Poke Jungle's caption is just get ready for more Shinx merch. That you can shake a stick at. No no information about what it is. It seems to be Japan only, unfortunately. But of course, there are resources for you to get. So I, I don't know what this is called. But I don't know if this is in the Pokemon Center or if this is something else. But there's like a bunch of Shinx merch. There's like a Shinx t-shirt. There's a Shinx like AirPods holder, which is really funny. There's like a bunch of Shinx like like hoodies and stuff, which wow, I actually really like that hoodie. I like I wish I could get that. That is such a cool hoodie. Man, it's like it's like Luxio colored. It's got a Luxio on the on the oh, I'm I'm sad. 
It's the one downside to looking at so much merch because I can't buy it. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I think I found it. It's called, the, the brand is called Fila. F-I-L-A. And I'm like 99% sure that all of the ones that are like available when you type in Fila Shinx merch, F-I-L-A, uh, are cop, are like, are, are reprints, which I obviously don't approve of because it's not like the merch that I was just looking at. Oh, it's called what? My Rento Rar's story. Ah, Rento Rar is the is the Japanese name of Luxray. Is it is it somewhere? Ah, I see. Here it is. I found it. Uh, Pokemon Center Online. Most. Oh, it's a it's a Pokemon Center Online. You know, I might actually genuinely buy buy this like hoodie. I assume it's gonna be so expensive. I know it's gonna be so expensive. The, the the hoodie is so cool. I really, really like the hoodie. It's going to be so much money. It's okay. I'm not going to worry about it. It's not even out yet, so I can't. I don't have to worry about it. I guess that, that really gives you a a sense of how good they are. Because every, every, you know that something is good when like I see it, and I'm like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> you know, listen, I know I'm trying to be professional here, but like I want this. It's really cool. It's really, really cool merch. So if you're interested in looking at this, there's like a bunch of Shinx merch. There's like plushies. There's smartphone covers. There's uh, like a bag. There's a pencil holder. There's there's plushies of Shinx, Luxio, and Luxray. There's an LED light, which of, for any Pokemon, I guess Shinx is one of the best ones for that. Um, if you're interested in looking at those, look up F-I-L-A, Fila, Phyla, like just like shinks, you know, whatever. They're really cool. Trust me. And I'm kind of sad now that I can't get them. <laughs> All right. Now it's time, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, not random Pokemon of the week. We're talking about plushies still. Don't get ahead of yourself. We still have to talk about the plushies. Plushies. So, okay. I'm so every once in a while in, in EvoCast, I list things off uh there's an opportunity for me to just be like okay uh here there's there's a bunch of things that are here there's a bunch of things that are uh that that i need to talk about and so i'm going to do that again today uh, and i just list them off (laughs) because they have added oh my god they have added more sitting cuties lines and and you're going to be astonished by this there there's a line called sitting cuties where it's just it's just Pokemon plushies and they're all sitting down and they're cute and they're in like this nice little chibi style, but the absolute multitude of them. For for so they have recently added a new sort of like a you know a, like a, a new wave of of sitting cuties plushies, um, and they include <clears throat> Garchomp, Shaman Landform, Morotum, Leafeon, Stunky, Luxray, Piplup. Wormadam Trash Cloak, Munchlax, Glamiao, Shinx, Snover, Glaceon, Azelf, Floatzel, Toxic Croak, Shaman, Bonsly, uh, Ch- Chingling, Gabite, Hippopotas, Shellos EC, Bidoof, Licky Licky, Togekiss, Carnivine, Drifloon, Darkrai, Shellos West Sea, Purple Pass, Cricketune, Cherim, Sh- Sunshine Form, Mothim, Mantike, Cricketot, Mime Jr., Chatot, 
Happiny, Skuntank, Washrotum, Bronzong, Tangrowth, Bronzor, <sighs> Bibarel, Luminion, Honchcrow, Boniri, Cresselia, Ambipom, Mamoswine, Driftblim, Lucario, Weasel, Frostrotum, Rhyperior, Magmortar, Fion, Gallade, Hippodon, Spiritomb, Dusknoir, Prinplup, Weavile, Heatrodom, Finion, Gibble, Electivire, Manaphy, Magnazone, Rotom, Mesprit, Uxie, Porygon Z. Oh my god. Luxio, Frostlass, Empoleon, Riolu, Staravia, Yanmega, Staraptor, Starly, Lapani, Fanrotom, Abomasnow, Drapion, Heatran, Regigigas, Gliscor, and both forms of Giratina. Do you see what I mean now? When I said that they added a lot? So every single Pokemon that I just add, that I, I'm pretty, okay, hold on. I'm 99% sure this is just every Sinnoh Pokemon. Is it? Is it? This is just every Sinnoh Pokemon. Except for like maybe this, some of this, no, even like, I, there's no like Turtwig and stuff. I, it's like, this is almost every single Sinnoh Pokemon. This is insane. Every single Pokemon that I just mentioned, you can now get in like a little sitting cutie form. Most of them are sold out, unfortunately. Uh, I, I hate to I hate to sort of burst your bubble, um, but some of them aren't. So if you go to the Pokemon Center online right now, and and one of those Pokemon, maybe go for one of the more obscure ones like Heatran, Drapion, Abomasnow aren't sold out. You know, Yon Mega, uh, all the really popular ones are all sold out. Ro- Normal Rotom isn't sold out. This surprises me. You know, things like. Weavile sold out. Spiritomb is sold out. Uh, Lucario somehow is not sold out. I'm actually really surprised by that. You know, maybe then. It, it, some, some of these Pokemon you might still have a chance with. Uh, but every single Pokemon that I just mentioned is in cutie form. Sitting cutie. So, you, know, some, you know, some of these are a little bit of a stretch. Like Spiritomb. It's not really sitting down, is it? Dusknoir. It's not really sitting down, is it? I assume maybe they mean that, like, they can just stand up on their own. You know, they can sit, quote-unquote, for the Pokemon that can't sit. You know, like, Giratina can't really sit. He's, he's standing. Uh, I mean, you know, some of, these, some of these guys are actually sitting pretty well. <laughs> like, they're sitting. They do be sitting, though. Some of them are, like, at, like Pokemon that you didn't really think that you would ever see sitting down. Heatran is sitting like a dog. That is the the cutest thing I've ever seen. Heatran is literally sitting like a dog. I didn't know that sitting Heatran was something I needed in my life. Okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to save this image right now. Uh, and I'm going to put it onto the thumbnail of the the YouTube thumbnail of this episode of EvoCast. <laughs> this, this is priceless. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. But yes, sorry. They're, I mean, like, they're, they're, on, they're only, like, 12 bucks each. They're really not that bad. <laughs> uh, they're, like, they're, they're, they're cute. They're, they're small, obviously. They're, like, six inches tall on average. But, like, there's just so many of them. There's just so many of them. Every single Sinnoh Pokemon, except for, like, Turtwig. And, like, the, it's, it's, that I can even think of right now. And, hold on, they might just might not even be in this wave. Now, yeah, the, tur- the Turtwig line is in Sinnoh Cuties, too. I'm, pr- I'm like, 99% sure this is every single Sinnoh Pokemon. 
is available in plush form right now. And that is insane. If this was available to me as like a kid or someone who has like a, a, a millionaire, I would be, I would have my hands on every single one of these. I would complete the Pokedex of Pokemon plushies. And like you could. <laughs> you really could. I'm sure you could find some of the ones that are sold out. People, you know, inflating them or whatever. You could complete the Sinnoh Pokedex in plushy form. I think I just found like my life dream. Okay. Whew. Anyway, I have to like calm down after that. Finally, and what better way to to calm down is uh, to talk about an extremely. Uh, exciting moment for me, which is my favorite Pokemon of all time in Build-A-Bear form. Uh, they're adding Glaceon to Build-A-Bear. Which, oh my god. So tempted to do this. So tempted to get this. You have no idea. Yeah, I can get one for, uh... <laughs> for $60. It comes with a voice box? What does the voice sound like? Oh my god, it comes with a little, like, pajamas. Okay, the the actual uh, the actual plushie itself is only forty dollars. Hold on, do they have like do they have? Can you can I hear the sound? I want to hear the sound it makes. Oh my god, you can you can listen to it. Oh my god, if okay, <laughs> do they have this for every Pokemon? I did not know they had sound boxes. Oh, I gotta listen. To, I gotta listen to someone else. I'm sure like Pikachu and Eevee does. Does Mew have one? Oh yeah. Oh, they all do. That's cute. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. It 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 unfortunately just just makes me want to get the Glaceon one even more. Oh, there's man. If I could like go back in time and uh, put this on my Christmas list instead of literally everything else that I put on my Christmas list, I would. I don't think any of you understand how much I need this right now. But yeah, anyway. Glaceon is in Build-A-Bear, just like pretty much every other evolution. I don't think I don't think Leafeon and Sylveon are there yet, but I assume that they're coming soon. Um, but, we, you know, we have like Jolteon, Espeon, and whatnot. So, I assume. Anyway, I do actually have to... Uh, <laughs> I do actually have to wrap this episode up kind of soon. I do have a... Uh, I do have a... A time limit on this episode, unfortunately. Um, but so with that, I suppose we can get right into it. That was it for for pretty much everything uh, before you know the rest of the good stuff. But uh, now it is this time time for everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode. A random Pokemon of the week. Today's Pokemon is number two hundred and seventy six, and I like to give people time to guess it if you can guess this pokemon i would be impressed <laughs> honestly genuinely uh 276 is the pokemon Talo, who is a dual type normal flying pokemon introduced in generation 3 um it evolves into swallow starting at level 22 Talo is the tiny swallow pokemon it has the ability Guts and Scrappy as its hidden ability. Uh, gender ratio of 50-50. It is 1 foot tall or 0.3 meters and 5.1 pounds or 2.3 kilograms. I, you know, I, I would have good things to say about Talo. Mo I do. I mean, I, okay, I do have good things to say about Talo. I like Talo. Mostly because I like Gen 3 
it's my favorite. Well, you know, all in all, Taylo is like probably one of my least favorite Gen 3 Pokemon, which is still saying something. It's still high up there. You know, it's not a bad Pokemon. It's just like, I, li- I mean, like I like Swellow. I would say more than Taylor. Swellow is a cool design. Taylor's just a bird. <laughs> Swellow is also just a bird. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but you know, Swellow is a little bit more interesting. I would say, uh, but you know, Taylor is. It's. I mean, it's. It's a bird. It's just. It's just a bird. It's the bird. It's the. It's the regional bird of Generation Three. Um, and probably one of the most forgotten about, I would say. A lot of, a lot of the other ones are a little bit more beloved. P-Dev, Pidgey, of course. Um, who, who, yeah, Hooter's a little bit of an exception, but I would say Taylor might be the least remembered regional bird. And, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that that should really be what what gives Taylor his uh you know his his sort of his his gusto uh but i don't think it should i don't think it should describe him he's better than that but still it's he's just a bird <laughs> and let's look at so let's 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 explore this pokemon a little bit more uh you know it's whole thing I, i'm gonna sort of i'm gonna sort of predict the uh the Pokedex entries here. I mean, its ability is guts. It's sort of just like, you know, oh, it's, it's like literally every other regional bird where it's like, oh, it's cute and it's small, but it's got an attitude. You know, it's tough. It's, it's a little bit of a rude guy. Um, Taylor courageously stands its ground against foes, however strong they may be. This gutsy Pokemon, literally in the name, uh, will remain defiant even after a loss. Isn't that like the whole isn't that like Spiro too? Taylor is young. It has only just left its nest. We got like a we got like a narrative going on here. As a result, it sometimes becomes lonesome and cries at night. Well, that's sad. That's like a completely different. That's completely different from what you just said. Although it's small and is very courageous, it will take on larger skarmory on an equal footing. However, its will weakens if it becomes hungry. Okay. Completely out of left field, it dislikes cold seasons. They migrate to other lands in search of warmth, flying over 180 miles a day. Sorry, I thought that meant 180 miles an hour. And I'm like, okay, no, uh, but it's miles a day. Uh, it is a gutsy spirit that makes it bravely take on tough foes. It flies in search of warm climates. It's just like a bird, you know? Every bird is like that. Birds just do that. Birds migrate. Birds be migrating. When it gets cold, they migrate. Dislikes cold seasons. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Nothing else. This Pokemon's a blank slate. No, I'm kidding. I, you know, let's. Oh, I. We we get to look at uh, we get to look at its its a uh, mystery dungeon dialogue because it's a it's a Gen three Pokemon. In Mystery Dungeon, Red Blue Red, Red Rescue Team, Blue Rescue Team, when it's at when it's at ha- full to half HP, it says, "What I lack in size, I make up with guts." Gut again. There's the guts. Fifty to twenty-five percent. My HP is down halfway. Quarter to one percent. I can't do this anymore. My wings won't move. Jesus. Leveled up is all right. I leveled up. Good times. You know, he's got a little bit of personality. He's, he's, a, he's a rough boy. Or girl. 
I suppose. He's, he's, you know, a little bit. This bird is tough. This bird is rough. This bird is tough. This bird is buff? Question mark. It's got guts. I don't know if that's what that means, but anyway. Uh, trivia? Anything interesting? Talo has the exact same base stats as Wingle, with only their attack and special attack swapped. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, Taylor is tied with Starly, Picky Puck, Picky, Piggy Puck. Not the name of that Pokemon. Starly, Picky Peck, Wingle, Lediba, Hoot Hoot, and Spearow for the lowest base defense stat of all flying type Pokemon. What is it, like 10? 30. That's low. <laughs> uh, and that's it. We did it, everyone. We, that's Taylor. Congrats. Uh, let's look at its shiny form. Ooh. You know, I don't, I have never, I've never really seen this, but this shiny before. Is that what, is that what shiny swallow looks like? Hold on. I'm going to do some research here. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh. Oh, that looks so much worse in the 3D games. Okay. Uh, let's, let's just talk about Taylor and Swell. No, Taylor is the same. So in the, uh, in, in, um, Okay, this is interesting. So in, in Ruby, Sapphire, Diamond, and Pearl, Gen 3 and 4, um, it's the red on its body, like the markings, turns into like a like an orange. Uh, and then the, the blue of its feathers is like a green, like a light kind of bluish green, like a, like a very slightly teal green. And it looks really good. I really like this style, especially because like, um, in the Diamond and Pearl Sprite, underneath its wings, like the shading even has like a little bit of a green because the because the shading in, in Talo and in, in Diamond and Pearl has a little bit of like a blue to it. So in like the color of its of its feathers. So in contrast, they, they added they gave it like a green shading. And it looks really good. Um, and then in black and white, they like they darkened it. They like completely lowered the contrast it's like the 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 orange is way more of a red the green is dark like a like a like a pine tree green interesting and then they they sort of reciprocated that in the 3d games where it's it's darker it's not like it's not like a light seafoam green it's green it's sort of like a pine tree green is that what they did with swallow as well no, black and white kept the original color. That's interesting. So black and white only made the green darker on Talo, not Swallow. Okay, it looks like we're going to have to do a little bit of an average, I think. So I really like this shiny, but I kind of don't like it in the 3D games. I don't think it looks nearly as good. Mostly just like for the color differences, the contrast. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to give the the the... The Ruby Sapphire, an 8 out of 10. It's really good. I really like the color. It's like a toothpaste bird. And then I'm going to give Black and White Onwards a 5 out of 10. So it's going to be a... No, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. <laughs> it's a, uh, sorry, a 6 out of 10. So it's a 7 out of 10 average for both of them. So 6 out of 10 for the uh for the 3d games and black and white and an 8 out of 10 for ruby sapphire emerald and diamond and pearl and platinum 
So, you know, pretty probably like the most contrasted shiny, but averaging it out to a 7 out of 10 feels right. It's not fantastic, but a 7 out of 10, I think, is a, is a good... It's, it's held back by the 3D games, which happens quite a bit. Um, but it's only because it's, 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 uh, it's older game sprites. Shinies are really, really good. I really, really like them. All right. It's time. (laughs) I say it's time. It's like a month after the game came out. We're talking about the end of BDSP, not the end of like the game. Like you, you can still play it. I'm talking about the end of the game, the post game. So. In fact, actually, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take my Switch, I'm going to open it, I'm going to turn my volume up so you can hear it, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you my final team of BDSP. Not, you know, not necessarily the most interesting information in the world, but I figured if we're talking about my experiences with the game in particular, I'm going to share with you the exact layout of my team. Moves, nature... EVs? No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say like team member, move set, item, things like that. Cause the last time I we was rushed because I forgot to mention it until the very end. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure you can hear this. Can you hear this? Where's the volume? You can hear this. So we have my Pachirisu, March, who had I gave I gave him I gave him a wide lens because I had like thunder. And I figured that accuracy would be good for Thunder in particular. Literally ended up having my, my Pachirisu have all four of his moves be electric-type moves with Thunderbolt, Thunder Wave, Volt Switch, and Thunder. You know, not maybe necessarily the most diverse Pokemon in the world, but Thunder Wave was useful. Super useful for catching legendary Pokemon. Volt Switch is good, and then just like Thunder and Thunderbolt, you know. Pretty standard. Um, I had June. My Jirachi that I got from the very start of the game. By the way, uh, March ended at... I can't see what, what level he is because he's fainted. 72. 72. High, is it the highest? No. Uh, June is level 69. Had the moves... Um, Psychic, Wish, Flash Cannon, and Dazzling Gleam. I had my Weavile, July who is also level 69, who had Night Slash, Iron Tail, Shadow Claw, and False Swipe. False Swipe, of course, I gave him after for catching legendaries. Uh, my highest level Pokemon, April, level 73, my Ambipom, with Aerial Ace, Brick Break, Taunt, and Giga Impact. Um, my Shiny, Roserade, that I, I think I only I talked about this at like the very end of the episode, so I'll tell the story again. I shiny hunted in the very beginning of the game in Eternal Forest with Cheryl um, until I got a shiny, which is mostly the reason why the game took me so long, because I shiny hunted for like 24 hours total to get to get her. But like I said in last episode, playing through the game with a shiny Pokemon was such a fun experience. Um, she had Giga Drain, Toxic, Petal, Petal Blizzard, and Leech Seed. Uh, and last but not least is May, my Hippowdon, who had Earthquake, Double Edge, Stone Edge, and Crunch at level 69. Um, I haven't done any... I'm going to turn my game off now. I haven't done any of the... Um, th- so there's a couple things I still haven't done, which I don't think I really need to talk about them. 
Um, I don't really, or I don't really think I need to like experience them to talk about them. I didn't do the battle tower. Um, I didn't do the pokey radar. I, I used the pokey radar when I was a kid. I, you know, I also used it next and Y. the pokey radar is nothing new. Battle tower is nothing new. Um, I didn't do gym rematches or elite four rematches. I didn't think they were, they were necessarily important enough for me to do. What I did do was of course, after I beat the game, I went to the fight area for like the first time in diamond and pearl in ever. (laughs) Um, and I didn't, so I didn't know that you had to complete the Sinnoh Pokedex. And for a second, when I, when I, you know, I didn't really understand what that meant. And I thought that I needed to catch every single Sinnoh Pokemon. So I started to evolve Pokemon. I, you know, I just like, I took out my Bidoof. I started to evolve it. I took out my, my Krikatot. I evolved it, you know, and I was, and then I realized that it only meant scene Pokemon. And I was like, okay, that's easy. <laughs> I can do that. And if it, it turns out the only thing, the only Pokemon that I needed to see were, uh, the, the Lake Trio and Wormadom of all Pokemon. I had every single Pokemon scene. I, I like, cause in the game, I tried to fight every single trainer. I'm pretty sure I fought every single trainer that I possibly could, except for one on like Route 214 that happened to have a Wormadop. I didn't see it. <laughs> um, so I, so I did. So I, I fought that trainer. I saw a Wormadom, uh, and then I went around and uh, caught the the Lake Trio. So the catching the lake trio is something I've done before. You know, I did it in, in platinum, but, uh, I sort of as like a prelude to talking about the catching, catching legendaries and stuff. I love catching legendaries in Pokemon games. I love going around and just catching all the, all the rare Pokemon. It's so much fun. I really I, like, I love getting them down to low health. I love just like, and just like throwing balls at them. You know, it's, it's such a, it's such like a nostalgic such a specific nostalgic memory for me of like just being a kid i remember specifically catching garatina in pokemon platinum in the distortion world while in the bathroom on the toilet i was like 10 or something i I definitely not that i don't remember how old i was but i remember specific memory in in like this specific house in this specific bathroom you know pants down playing pokemon platinum on my like on my ds and I caught Giratina and I like popped off. I was so excited about catching Giratina because it was, it was like my, you know, I, I had played Pokemon games before I, you know, I had played Ruby Sapphire before then, but I, I, when I played Ruby and Sapphire, I was a little bit too young to understand what I was doing. Really? I vaguely remember them, you know? And then, but like Pokemon Platinum was like my first game, Pokemon game that I remember, um, and then later I ended up getting Pokemon Diamond, which I never finished. I never beat the Elite Four. Um, and so, like, that memory, specifically, of catching Giratina on the toilet is such a visceral memory for me. And, 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 and you know, just, like, just catching legendaries in, like, old Pokemon games is such a nice, re- it's such a nice feeling. Just, like, you know, paralyzing them, putting them to sleep, using false swipe, getting them down to one HP, throwing ultra balls at them, throwing like 40 ultra balls at them until they catch. It's such, it's such a, just like a classic Pokemon experience. And, and like, that was the case for like pretty much every single legendary that I'm going to mention. Um, you know, 
as Alfuxi, they were easy to catch. Mesprit was a little bit more difficult. The roaming Pokemon, of course, Cresselia was the same. A little bit more difficult because they roam around. You have to, like, you know, whittle them down. I, I ended up getting a a gold bat that new mean look and giving it a quick claw. And, you know, like, kept, I just kept on encountering with it until I, until I, uh, until I got the quick claw to go first. Cause it was like level 10 or something. It wasn't level 10, but it was like whatever level two bed evolves into Crobat. It was, or Golbat. It was really low. So it was like, it wasn't faster than, than this Mesprit. And so, you know, I found Mesprit. I, my quick claw activated. I used mean look on the Mesprit. And then I didn't know that mean look goes away when you switch out of the Pokemon that, that, that used it. So I like I switched to my Pachirisu, I switched to March to just to paralyze it and it just ran. And I'm like, this was like recently, you know, I, I still didn't I still didn't know that that's how Mean Look worked. And the mess just ran away. I was mad. I was like, I, I like put my switch down and stopped playing for like 10 minutes. And then I <laughs> did it again later. Um, but now, you know, I eventually got it. Roaming Pokemon are always a little bit notorious for being annoying, trying to catch them. Um I lo- just like I loved, you know, selling TMs that I don't use, stocking up on on Ultra Balls and Quick Balls and Timer Balls. It's so much fun. Such like a, of just like a such a good Pokemon classic Pokemon feeling. Uh, and you know, you can still do it in 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 now in in games nowadays, obviously. But like you know, it's, it's a little bit of a lost feeling because a lot of the Pokemon, a lot of the legendary Pokemon that you find are sort of like in, in, in their own little area, like the ultra space and stuff. You know, it's not like you're going to their domain and catching them. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't really have the same feeling. Maybe maybe it's it's such a nostalgic thing for me in BDSP because it's a remake of the game where it all sort of started for me, where I started to really care about catching all the legendaries and stuff. So that could be why. Um and then, you know, once once I caught them, once I saw them, I, uh, I went into the fight area and I continued to Route 225. And I, and I, you know, I made sure again to fight every single trainer. And like, this is where I stopped playing as a kid. I think I got to the fight area, but I don't think I was like, I was strong enough or like, I didn't care. I was like, Ugh. I think like, f- like 12 year old me was like, I already beat the games. Why would I want to fight more trainers? What's the, I just want to catch Pokemon. So I like, didn't do it. I just didn't care. I didn't fight all the trainers. I didn't go into the route. I just like hung out, went and caught like Giratina, you know? Um, and now I can say that I actually experienced it and I love the roots. The roots after the post game are really, really well designed. They're really, you know, they were difficult. They were, they were hard. They were annoying. I guess that's like the point, you know, there was a lot of them. I like the, the areas, the fight area, the survival area, the resort area all that jazz i loved i loved doing that it was fun it's a it's a nice little area i like that it's just sort of a separate area for the post game like specifically you can catch like a bunch of new pokemon there for the national pokedex you know like pokemon that you can't catch anywhere else in Sinnoh. it's really because you know because you have to see every Sinnoh pokemon to get there so they put more pokemon there in order for you to see it in order for you in order for you to catch i mean um, it was fun. I, I liked, uh, you know, nothing really super interesting to say about like the roots leading up to everyone uh, to, uh, you know, in the post game, they were just roots 
trainers were trainers. They were they were a little bit difficult, but my team was pretty over leveled at this point, so it didn't really matter. Um, and then there was Mount Stark with Buck. You know, another sort of double battle thing. I like that. Um, and I guess I should I guess I should explain. I the reason why this game took me so long to beat, and I don't think I mentioned this last time, was because I made sure to do I made sure to check like every area. I I scoured this game top to bottom. Like look get it, fighting every trainer, collecting every item, looking up where every hidden item was, you know, all this jazz. I found like I was I went everywhere I possibly could. Just cuz like I may as well. You know, why not? It was fun. I liked it. I never really did that as a kid in this game. So I I experienced new areas. Like I don't think I could do that in Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, because I did that in those games, like recently, you know? Um, and it's like, it's just another thing. I, I scoured the region for everything that I possibly could. And it was fun. Um, and I did that in the, in the new area too. I did that. I did that in, in Mount Stark. I did that in, in route 225, 226 onward, everything like that. It was, it was fun. Um, I, it's a great post game. It's a fantastic post game. Um, a lot of, lot of so many different legendaries to catch so many different Pokemon to catch so many different po- legendaries to catch it, like new areas to visit. It was, it's really, really nice. You know, and like I said, I never visited this area as a kid. I never, I never experienced this. So it was, it was good. It felt like I was playing a new game really genuinely. Um, Mount Stark. I wish that I, one complaint I have about Mount Stark. I wish that you could I wish that you like that when Buck, when you went there with Buck for the first time, that Heatran was there, that you didn't have to go after. That felt weird to me. I was like, I was getting ready. I saved in front of the room. I was like, okay, I'm going to catch Heatran. I'm going to get Heatran. Um, and then I, you walk in and Buck takes it and he just leaves. And then you're like, what? Is Heatran going to, is Heatran running late? Where is he? And you know, you just got to like, you have to go talk to him and then you have to come back. So I, I waited on Heatran because I was annoyed and I didn't want to go through Mount Stark again. I continued the routes. I went to, I went to the resort area uh, and then I, and then I, then I caught Heatran. He was fun. You know, same as always, just get him down to low health, throw balls at him until you catch him. Um, Cresselia, same thing, same way, same, you know, I like the little story they do. Uh, I'm excited for Shaman and Darkrai events i assume will be coming in the future i know you can access them through glitches so i know they're in the game but you can't access them at the time oh giratina too you know turn back cave i think that's what it's called turn back cave you you know it's like a maze you got to go through the labyrinth and you find giratina man i i really wish that they added the distortion world in in diamond and pearl in, in bdsp i mean it really would have improved the quality of the game i think if they i know their remakes of diamond and pearl not platinum but like even if you just like went to the distortion world to catch giratina instead of just like random cave <laughs> I, I i would have enjoyed that a little more um and finally uh things the things that i did do that are new to the game new to these games is uh ramones park i did do ramones park um i went to the underground and i scoured it for mysterious shards i you know i i i looked for the mysterious shards i went to ramones park i didn't get uh, i i got reggie rock and reggie steel i didn't get reggie ice 
I was I was bored at that point. So I didn't get Reggie Gigas. Uh, but I know that you need to get those three in order to get Reggie Gigas. Um, and I like that you have to like just like look around in the underground for a long time to get enough resources to like get every legendary. It feels like you're really like collecting them. You know, I like that a lot. I like the Ramones Park. I like that it replaced the Pal Park. It's it's fine. You know, it's a little bit grindy, but like that's the point. Um, you can you can get every you can get every other legendary pretty much except for the exclusive ones and the ones that you can already catch in the game. But I was specifically looking for the Reggies so I could catch Reggie Gigas. I never got around to it, but like, you know, there's a list of things in this game that I would go back and do. I will go back and do probably Reggie Gigas is one of them. The battle tower, the, you know, the, um, finding a shiny with the pokey radar, uh, catching all the unknown. I know you can like get, a special cave if you catch all the unknown in Silesian Ruins. I don't remember exactly what it does, but I know there's a thing you can do for it. I, I you know, I, I will go back to the game eventually. I'm 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 a little busy now and I Legends RSC is coming out soon. I know that's gonna take up a lot of my time, but maybe I'll go back to it and I'll and I'll talk about the rest of this stuff in another episode eventually. Uh who knows? You know, because these are all things that I could also do just like in diamond of pearl if i ever play the originals again but it's gonna be a long time before i play the originals again so maybe, maybe i'll go back and do them i don't know uh we'll see uh, you know if you really really want to hear my opinions about about Gigas, about the battle tower about catching getting a shiny with the pokey radar t- t- let me know you know tell me and i will do it i will i will find the time to do it but for now you know i really do feel like i have milked everything that there is to do in this game that is were is is notable to talk about on right now you know obviously i know what i what i have to do i know what what things i have left but i i fought every trainer i found every item i did everything that my mind and body would allow me to do (laughs) and you know I, i i'm glad that i decided to do this before like or I, I'm glad that I decided to to make another episode about it because I really do have a different sense of the game after doing that. When I was talking about it last episode, I really did kind of feel like there was still more to explore, um, and I'm glad that I did because I feel like it's like it's like going to a restaurant and ordering food and eating like eating like half of it and like you're still hungry you know you're in that you're in that you're in that that mindset where you're like oh this is so good i'm gonna keep eating it i'm gonna i'm gonna just keep going you know i i'm not stopping now i'm not saving this food i'm not bringing it home i'm gonna eat it it's gonna fill my belly it's gonna be so good and then like halfway through someone takes it takes it away from you for like 10 minutes and they're like tell me how it was you know oh i guess like you put i push it away for myself and i'm gonna and i'm like someone asked me how how how, how's your food you know and i'm like oh it's good but like i don't have that full feeling and now i i'm I'm, i grabbed that plate i pulled it back into my lap and i'm 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 going ham on this like burger you know i'm i'm finishing this burger and it's gonna fill my belly and i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna take a nap exactly what i did with bdsp 
Um, and I, I, you know, pretty much everything that I said last time still stands, but I'm, I want you to know that I'm, I'm looking at this game with a much more warm feeling in my heart because I really do feel like I did everything there is to do in this game and it feels good. I wanted to, I didn't just do it for the review. I did it because I genuinely love these games. I genuinely had a good time. You know, I genuinely love Pokemon with all my heart. And like, it just, it feels like I completed a Pokemon game. And like, that's such a good feeling. And, and, and BDSP as a remake of a game that I completed like this as a kid in Platinum is such a good feeling. So much nostalgia, obviously, that's like the whole point. But at the same time, nostalgia in a sense where I feel like I'm not only do I like remember playing this game as a kid I feel like I'm doing exactly what I did as a kid which is just finishing the game doing everything that there is to do in this game really just like you know getting that max play time (laughs) Uh, and and I feel like that even though I still have things left to do and I think it just really shows how good the original games are and how faithful the remakes are because obviously it's not like a fan they're not like super amazing games it's not like it's it's not like you know brilliant diamond and shining pearl is going to get game of the year uh and i'm and i'm like 99 percent sure that legends arceus is just going to blow it out of the water in terms of quality and story and everything like that um but as a, as just like what exactly what it claims to be a faithful remake of already amazing games it does it perfectly to a dime you know and like i can say wholeheartedly that i have experienced that Whew. anyway that feels like much more of a satisfying conclusion to me uh for bdsp so Uh, I only have six minutes left to finish this episode, so let's quickly uh, do everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every single episode. Today's move is Fire Spin. Fire Spin is a damage-dealing fire-type move introduced in Generation 1. It is TM13 in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, It is a special move. It is a PP of 15, power of 35, and an accuracy of 85. Oh my god, there's so much. Fire Spin has a power of 15 and an accuracy of 70 in, in Generation 1. Fire Spin inflicts damage and traps the targets for 2 to 5 turns, damaging the target at the end of each turn. There's a 30, 37.5% chance it'll attack for 2 turns, 37.5% chance it'll attack for 3 turns, 12% chance it'll attack for 4 and 5 turns respectively. Although the first hit can be a critical hit, each consecutive turn will deal the same amount of damage. While the target is trapped, it'll be unable to attack, and if the user of Fire Spin strikes before the target, target, the target will also be unable to attack during the same turn. I don't think that's true anymore. Generation 2, the target is now able to attack during Fire Spin's duration and can, and can act normally. Instead, it inflicts 1 16th of the target's maximum HP, uh, as damage for two to five turns upon use, in addition to the damage dealing when it's used. It also traps the target, preventing switching and escape. If the user switches out, the target will be freed. 
If it, oh, if the user switches out, the target will be freed. Really? Interesting. Um, if a wild Pokemon uses Fire Spin on the player's Pokemon, the player may now escape if the affected Pokemon has run away or is holding a smoke ball. Um, if the user of Fire Spin is holding a Grip Claw, the duration of Fire Spin will always be five turns. If the affected Pokemon is holding a Shed Shell, it will switch out. It's just like normal trapping moves, I, trapping move rules, I guess. Fire Spin's power and accuracy were raised to 35 and 85% respectively in generation 5 it got buffed in gen 5 if a binding band is held by the user the damage done each turn will increase from 1 16th to 1 8th the text changes the text changes again this time to pokemon with trapped in a fiery vortex and in gen 6 and onwards the end turn damage of fire span is increased from 1 16th to 1 8th wow so it got buffed again in gen 6 if the user is holding a binding band, the end turn damage of fire spin will increase to one sixth of the target's maximum HP. And ghost type Pokemon cannot be trapped by fire spin. Wow. So there's like so much more. There's so many things. Like, all there's like, I want you to know the Gen 1 description for fire spin is really long. I think it's just like talking about how glitchy gen one is and how glitchy trapping moves are in that game so i'm not gonna read it is there any trivia despite the function of binding moves change from gen one to gen two fire spins description in pokemon stadium 2 still states it makes the target unable to move this is also the case for bind and wrap fire spin is the only fire type move introduced in generation one that cannot inflict a burn interesting you know fire spin <laughs> Oh, there's a lot to it. It's just sort of like a like a like a trapping. It's just a trapping move. There's so many of these little guys, you know. Uh, fire spin. It special case. It's the fire one, you know. It's a good move. It's a good early game move. I think, you know, it's a good move. It's like whirlpool. It's a good move to just like set down and then do all this stuff with. It's 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 a trapping move. <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna dwell on fire spin for too much longer. Mostly because uh, that is all the time I have for today. Quite literally. Um, so. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you for being here. If you've listened to this far, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling much better, sort of just like in general, in the head. <laughs> uh, holidays are over. I can focus on school now, and thus I can also focus on making EvoCast better, you know, more, uh, more, more higher quality for all of you. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Bye!